My name is Matt Brown. And then an orangutan announced the fourth round draft pick. I was replaced by a zoo animal. And let's start the show. We had a great day. Happening, ladies and gentlemen and people alike, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. What's happening, everybody? Hope everybody's fantastic on this Thursday, April 29th, 2021 day. And that's right, on Saturday, it's gonna be May. So we have so much to get into as the weather gets warmer, more people are getting vaccinated. My second vaccination is a week from Saturday. Yeah, wow. A week from Saturday is my second dose of the Moderna vaccine. Two weeks after that, I'll be fully vaccinated. And I'm excited to hear the stories from people all over this country who are doing their part in getting vaccinated. And hopefully we have a much better summer than last year. But just some reminders, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out all exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. You can see every single one of our podcasts, all the videos that are associated with our podcast. You can see our merchandise store. Thanks to our friends at Zazzle for making that possible. And Totally check out all the affordable and great items we have for sale regarding the Productive Conversations podcast. Again, thank you for Zazzle for making that possible. You can check out the blogs I've written. You can check out some of our digital shorts we have created. All Things Productive Conversations podcast is on the website, ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Go check it out and enjoy. Also, check out the links to all our podcasting platforms and YouTube. Also, don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And everybody, I just want to thank you because one of our tweets really, sorry, one of our TikToks had a huge amount of success. At this point, about 14,000 views on our TikTok titled Ice Cream Trucks in the Hood from our podcast with Dolo Ren and Bars, the second appearance they were on, the host of the Word for Word podcast. Don't forget to check those guys out. And thank you for all the support on TikTok, our first official quote unquote viral video. So let's keep going in the right direction from there. So yeah, man, as it's about to be May, The spring has definitely sprung much better spring than last year, and we know why. And when it comes to the springtime, for us football fans, you know what that means. The NFL Draft is tonight, Thursday, April 29th, at 8 p.m. on ESPN, the first round of the NFL Draft. And you know, of course, we're going to cover it after an awesome Oscars week We're getting right into the NFL, the big NFL draft, a very unpredictable one because of the very weird college season we had. It's hard to point out who is going to be a great prospect and who is not. But yet we come together, we do our research, we watch the film and we make our predictions on who is going to be having a historic life changing day and being drafted into the National Football League. And who do I have to talk NFL draft? None other than somebody who's going to play college football himself. 
this fall at Wagner College for the Wagner Seahawks. He's going to play quarterback. It's my youngest brother, Tommy Brown, is on the Productive Conversations podcast. And we're talking all things NFL draft. We do a mock draft of the first round. I mean, Tommy has such a great football IQ. He knows his stuff. I really believe that he is going far in the game of football. And I would not be surprised if you see him in this NFL draft four years from now. The man is talented on the field. He's talented off the field. And tonight he shows off his off-field talents by introducing us his mock draft that he really made the big push to create. I threw in some suggestions here and there and offered some ideas. But really, this NFL draft, this mock draft is all Tommy. Shows his expertise, shows how intelligent he is, and shows his football IQ like none other. Seriously, this is going to be awesome. Tommy did a great job, and I'm very proud of him. I'm proud to see what he's unfolding and the great young man he's turning into. And he absolutely kills it tonight as we do our NFL mock draft. We hit every single NFL team, all 32 teams. Four of them don't have first-round picks, but we cover them anyway, and we figure out where... They should select in whether it's the second or third round. We do cover each team as expected, and we are prepared to talk to you all about the NFL draft. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be historic. And let's get to it right now. Tommy Brown, it's your turn once again. Let's do a mock draft. Let's talk about the NFL draft, and let's get to it. NFL draft preview starts right now. special episode this is a very special nfl draft probably the most unpredictable one with so many players opting out with teams starting late and a hard time to grasp who is going to do what in the nfl but regardless we're still here to talk about it and it's going to be an exciting draft class no matter what so with that we have another returning guest wagner college's Newest recruit, going to be playing quarterback there in Staten Island this fall. And we're very excited for him and congratulations to him. And for now, we're going to talk all things NFL draft. Tommy Brown, you're on the Productive Conversations podcast once again. How are you doing, bro? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. It's third time being on. Happy to be here to have to talk NFL. And yeah, let's do it. Definitely, it's do it indeed. So we got, like I said, 2021 NFL draft. It's going to be tonight as we're talking, as we're um, uh, releasing this. It's going to be out tonight, 8 o'clock ESPN. You can also check out coverage on NFL Network as well. We're recording this on Monday, assuming there are no other big trades or any picks being moved. We are going to... Mock draft the first round, pick one through 32, and we're going to also hit on the four NFL teams that do not have first round picks, whether because they traded him or whatever. But we're going to hit 
Bottom line, we're going to hit every single NFL franchise for this draft and then mock draft the first round. And they couldn't do it with none other than the great Tommy Brown, who I know one day will be in this NFL draft. So, Tommy, just initial thoughts on the NFL draft before we get into it. How are you feeling about it going into uh, tonight's big event? Yeah, man, like you said, it's definitely going to be one unpredictable one. I have a feeling that that who knows where some of these players are going to go. There's so many great players in this draft that that anyone can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, Tommy, having said that, uh, with this draft, it, be, it, it being unpredictable, what do you think is like the big strength? Do you think it's more of a receiver draft that some critics are saying? Is it, um, is it going to be a popular QB draft? Is a secondary we'll, going to be definitely uh, for the good? first round? I think all eyes are going to be on all the quarter on the all, you know, tier one quarterbacks in this draft on either where with Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, those those quarterbacks, definitely I'm most interested in seeing where those guys are going. All right, cool, cool. And I can't wait to get into that. So let's hop into it right away. So as we said, we are mock drafting the first round. Tommy's going to help us walk through this. We'll have the results of Tommy's Tommy and mine's picks of the first round. We'll put that up. Check it out on our Instagram page at Productive Conversations Podcast. See how accurate we are. And through years down the line, see if we pick some future Hall of Famers in it and uh, see where it goes from there. But to start it off, though, let's just quickly hit on the teams that do not have a first round pick. There are four of them, and I'll go through them really quick. And I'll discuss um, quickly with the help of some research, especially from ESPN Plus. We're going to look at um, some of the teams that do not have a first round pick and where they're going. So we can first hit on the Kansas City Chiefs. So reigning AFC champions came up short in the Super Bowl and going back to back for various reasons. They made big news as early as last week. They were planning to pick the 31st pick, but they traded in a huge blockbuster trade when they traded Orlando Brown and the Ravens got a first round, their first round pick from this and helping them in the offensive line. And we saw in the Super Bowl in particular, the offensive lot, the lack of offensive line presence was not um, there for the big game against the Buccaneers, and that clearly cost them, as we all know, how pretty much Patrick Mahomes is running for his life in his in the pocket. And when he did get a throw off, he was accurate, but we saw so many people drop balls in the Super Bowl, whether it was Hill or Travis Kelsey. What do you think initially, if anything, the Chiefs are go um, need? I, I think they bid, they made a huge step. By drafting offensive help, especially with the big Orlando Brown. Remember, he was drafted late because people weren't happy with his combine, but he turned into a very legit player for Baltimore. Um, I feel, Tommy, I don't know about you, but I feel the Chiefs in particular, again, coming into this draft, I would have said they needed more of a offensive line help, but they addressed that, obviously, sacrificing their first-round pick, but I don't think it's going to be missed. But... I also think the Chiefs really need to focus on getting a pass rusher. Remember, Alex Okafor is gone. Still have Frank Clark, but you are missing one for, um, guy on the edge. Um, you know, some people suggested maybe some people to code some great pass, 
um, prospects um, this according to ESPN plus they like Peyton Turner from Houston or Jason Owen from Penn State uh, how do you feel um, where do you think the Chiefs need to go what direction they need to go do you feel agree I, with I can people? definitely I can definitely see the Chiefs going defense uh, this past offseason free agency they obviously focused on uh, their offensive line uh, mm-hmm. signing three veteran well now yeah three veteran Offense alignment with Orlando Brown, Joe Thune, and Kyle Long coming out of retirement. Yep. Of those three pickups, I think their offensive line has or what or is upgraded with that. So and you know they they did struggle against or they did struggle against stopping trying to stop Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So I do think you can see them getting a defensive player in the draft, like an edge rusher or a middle linebacker or an outside linebacker. Right. Solid, solid things going there. And uh, I don't know about you, Tommy, but I think the Chiefs really are going to be a huge favorite coming into this season. I really think um, if everything goes right, they have just as much of a chance of everyone in the win the AFC again. And as you said, huge upgrades on the line. Do you think the Chiefs might be winning their third straight AFC championship? I mean, I think they pretty much all their besides their offensive the linemen, uh, all their key players like Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're all coming back. Still have Andy Reid. So I think they're going to still be the same Chiefs, but uh, definitely going to be a different different Chiefs teams. But I still think they're going to be one of those high-powered offenses that are going to do really good in, in the NFL next year. Solid, solid choice. So now we switch another team that does not have a first-round pick. We have the Los Angeles Rams. And this was a, as a result, they had the 25th pick going to Jacksonville because of the Jalen Ramsey trade a couple of years ago. So a lot of people felt that there were strides made for the chief, for the Rams making a somewhat a deeper playoff run than people assumed. But again, new quarterback, new quarterback now with Matt Stafford, a huge upgrade from, um, from, uh, Jerry, ah, why am I blanking from Jared? Jared from, Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff. And, you know, that that is addressed. One thing to note here with the Rams, you have um, a lot of defensive backs leaving. Remember, you have people like Troy Hill and John Johnson, who was an all pro safety last year, both going to join the secondary in Cleveland. I think that is because of that. That is a huge thing to focus on now. Uh, they need to replace those huge um, defensive backs and whether it's like an Aaron Robinson from the university of central Florida or Eric Stokes from Georgia, that might be something to worth um, looking into. Where do you think the Rams need to go? Yeah. Um, and I haven't, I haven't studied them too much for the draft, but no, they might need a running back. Um Yeah. Defensive player like that, or defensive players, key defensive players like the cornerbacks and the safeties leaving. So I think they do need to fill that spot. They do have Jalen Ramsey with help, but I, I don't know if Jalen Ramsey can do all of it himself. Mm-hmm. Hear you, hear you there. But if uh, the Messiah that people say that is McVeigh, I'm sure he could find a way. We also have the Seattle Seahawks surprisingly not having a first round pick. They um, their first round pick, pick 23, went to the Jets at the Jamal Adams trade. And, you know, a lot of people wonder where Russell Wilson was going to go. Uh, what really is the future being upheld? 
And uh, I think now that the it's all coming together, trying to make another push again, we could see um, people like I think they need really need help on the corner position, especially because uh, you have a lot of, um, you know, with the help from some research, they say, you know, they have a lot of veterans, but they don't have a real full time starter. Um, you know, we have Trey Flowers, who kind of got demoted last year, but maybe he can make some strides again. I think the corner position needs to be addressed and they need to get the uh, future there similarly with the with the Rams. So, again, like an Aaron Robinson or Eric Stokes could fill those roles. How do you feel about the Seahawks? Yeah, they also lost uh, Shaq Griffin or one yep. of the Griffin brothers. I forgot which one of the, one of the Griffin brothers. Well, I think both of them actually went uh, to the Jaguars. But yes, whoever the corner was, he signed with the, the Jaguars this past offseason. So he was their number one corner. So, you know, losing them, they need to fill that spot. Also with Russell Wilson, you know, he, he got hit so many times last year that I think they do need to get uh, offensive linemen as well. So either a corner or an offensive lineman should be the right choice for the, for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that, that coming together. And uh, yeah. So I think, do you feel that the, that if uh, they have another down year, well, reckon they didn't make the playoffs, but well, it was tough. But do you think that if they do not meet expectations, do you think Russ makes more of a push to get out once and for all? I mean, yeah. I mean, we've already, heard about the rumors this past all season with Russ and Pete Cor- or Pete Carroll, you know, not agreeing or there's mm-hmm. been rumors that Russ, you know, stepped out of a meeting with Pete Cor- or Carroll. And, you know, we'll see where that goes. If, if he gets protected, if he has, he has another MVP like season, then he can definitely, I can see him staying, but you know, if he's not healthy and uh, he gets hit a lot, then you know, who knows? Fair enough. We'll see where it goes. And then the last team that does not have a first round pick, they don't even have a second round pick and a team that probably needs the most out of any needs help out of any franchise. The Houston Texans, they don't even have a pick till the third round of 67. I mean, we seen talk about implosion. I think I think you need a quarterback. Uh, uh, Who knows what's going on with the Deshaun Watson thing? I know he's still technically under contract. But, you know, whether with the mess he's dealing with, with the with um, his accusations and then you have um, him still wanting to get out anyways. J.J. Watt's gone. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Kenny Stills is gone. Uh, Will Ferrell, Ferrell, I think, is gone, too. Yeah, he's on the uh, Dolphins, some of the Dolphins. Yeah, so. What a mess. There's they I mean, honestly, they did sign Tyrod Taylor, but, you know, he's been quite the journeyman quarterback and he's known as that quarterback to start before the big stars go, whether you're Baker Mayfield for the Browns or um, or just a Herbert for the Chargers. I don't know if he if he wants to help another team. just by showing up and then they have a real real help. But I think they need to focus on getting a quarterback. But, you know. Which quarterbacks are going to be available in the third round? I mean, some people think maybe Davis Miles from Stanford could be available or Kellen Mound. Um, but I think they started off, find that quarterback one way or the other. You never know what can happen even in the third round. And, uh, you know, the Texans have a lot of work to do, a lot of work. New GM, everything, new coach. I think they just go as square one as possible. What do you think um, about Houston? 
Yeah, I think well, either a quarterback or the next best thing is quarterback's best friend is a, a receiver. I mean, either it's Tyrod or or Deshaun taking snaps on a center. They definitely need a number one. Losing Will Fuller, losing Brandon Cooks. Or is Brandon Cook? No, I don't think Brandon Cooks is. Is he still? Yeah. Brandon Cooks. I could do a very quick, very quick search. I'm pretty sure he got traded. Yeah. Oh, he's still on the Texans. Excuse oh, okay. me. My bad so, for them. Yeah, either him or, I mean, a receiver or, you know, J.J. Wall was the face of the, the whole organization, maybe starting fresh and getting a face of the defense. Someone, I mean, it's tough for a third-round pick, but who knows? They're, they're in big trouble next year. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, talk about reality TV, but... Well, those are our four teams that do not have a pick in the first round. Let's hop to it right now. Let's go. Let's do our mock draft. Huge shout out. This is pretty much Tommy's list. So give credit where credit is due uh, with as much things and suggestions I could put too. But this is Tommy's list. We're excited to show his expertise. Let's talk about it. Let's start with the NFL draft. Let's do our mock, our mock draft. The Productive Conversations mock draft was... Thanks to Tommy Brown. All right. So let's get to it. The mock draft. So, so yeah, um, I've been, I did my research. Um, this is my mock draft. So let's start off. I, yeah. Before we go, we'll just go um, pick by pick, make some comments and go from there. I think with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock with the number one overall pick, I think the most obvious pick is them drafting tra- or, Yes, them drafting Trevor Lawrence, quarterback. <laughs> uh, they have a new head coach in Urban Meyer, and I think they're in a whole whole rebuild uh, stage. And what's better, what's best to not start, a, or what's best to start a whole organization with the face of the organization and the quarterback? And you know, Trevor Lawrence is, in my opinion, he's been most hyped quarterback since Andrew Luck coming into to the draft. So, you know, he he's the answer. I, to, to starting a, a franchise. Look at that. I mean, people haven't been this excited for him since in Andrew Luck, and he really would have been on his way to greatness, but we uh, tough had a lot of tough injuries that uh, ended his career early. People compared him to Peyton Manning, John Elway, obvious Hall of Famers. Do you think he's worth the hype? For all the time he's played in the mostly the AFC, but did win national championships, do you think Trevor Lawrence – is the next one? I think so. I mean, he's been he's been in the spotlight since his fr- he's been in the spotlight since high school. He I, he hasn't lost a high school game. He, he's what has what two losses, one or two losses in college football. He can play. He can play at the highest levels, and he's being you know Alabama's defense in, in the stage in college football. So I think when it comes down to him playing, I think in his talent, he's got it. Just comes down to know who's around him and you know who can help him so all right yeah so i'm definitely if they change their mind that would be uh <laughs> just that's just just some things guaranteed in this world and trevor lawrence at number one for 2021 is uh prominent and um yeah. let's see what happens let's see if that to prove it once and for all so let's go pick number two the new york jets so yeah, the New York Jets are on the clock, and I think all fingers are pointed at the New York Jets taking Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. I think, um, you know, like like the Jaguars, the Jets are in a rebuilding stage. They just traded away their starting their 
their past starting quarterback and Sam Darnold. Obviously, they need a quarterback. And you know, to me, Zach well, Zach Wilson, you know, he came out of nowhere in the past two years ago. You didn't really know about him, but you know, this past year, you know, he's came on, and you know, he's wowed everyone with his playmaking ability. Uh, to me, I feel like he has that it factor. Um, and yeah, he's like he's wowed everyone as pro day. You saw all the stuff that he can do, but very accurate too. That the Jets are gonna get draft Zach Wilson at quarter at number two. Yeah, again, a lot of people as they come up when it was official that the Jets screwed up a winless season for Trevor Lawrence, best case scenario, whether it was gonna be a um Jalen Hurts or a uh um or Jalen Hurts, or as you said, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious, as you said, Zach Wilson. Apparently he's a genius. Like he's really smart, like a strong IQ. And uh, assuming he won't let the pressure get to him, uh, we'll see if he will be the one once and for all. And just one last thing, Tommy, let me hit on the Jets. How do you feel about... how do you feel about Sam Darnold? Was he true a true failure? Did he not have the talent, or was he a victim of circumstance with the uh, coaches changing twice on him, somehow getting mono? How do you feel about Darnold? I think, you know, for both the Jets and, and Darnold's career, I think it was uh, best for both of them that they, they needed to part ways. And, you know, Sam Darnold, I, I still think he can play. I still think he's got great talent, but it just didn't work out in New York, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, well, like I said, hopefully Zach Wilson will be the next big thing since Namath. Record that's like the 25th quarterback who's had that yeah. um chance, but maybe he could be something different. So San Francisco 49ers about a month ago shocked us by getting by getting the uh trade from Houston via Miami, and they're picking third. Where are the 49ers going, Tommy? Yeah, with the Niners trading with Miami, getting the third overall pick, I think this is going to be the most important pick in the draft with everyone looking at this one most importantly. Mm-hmm. I I truly think that the 49ers are going to draft Mac Jones quarterback at Mac Alabama Jones. third overall, overall pick. Now, you've heard a lot about all these quarterbacks, but, you know, Kyle Shanahan, to me, he's a very, very big, you know, Offensive-minded guy, he, he knows his scheme. Or he knows his schemes. He knows his players. He knows his plays. Or he knows how to uh, coach. And he's very smart at it. And I, from what I've heard and what you know, many scouts are saying that Mac Jones is his IQ, his football IQ is out of the charts. When he was at his pro or senior um, senior game, he was teaching the offense because they were running his offense, and he was teaching the offense. He knew ins and outs of his offense. And I think uh, what's I think that's the best fit for the 49ers getting Mac Jones. He, to me, is very similar to Jimmy G in his, you know, build. He's not more of a, he's not a mobile quarterback. He's more of a traditional pocket passer. I can see, I can see the, the 49ers keeping Jimmy G for one more year and having Mac um, back him up for a year, learning behind him. So, I can see the 49ers drafting Mac Jones at number three. Yeah, and that's the big question of the other ones available. Like you said, whether the big ones left are the quarterbacks from Lance, uh, from Lance Fields and uh, um, sorry, who's the other one I'm blanking on? Or Lance Fields um, and Trey, the three quarterbacks? 
okay, sorry. I, I thought that I was missing another one. But yeah, the, the, but yeah, mainly those two. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But you're going with Mac Jones to get it before Trey Lance. All right. We have the Atlanta Falcons picking at four. Where, where are they going? You know, they had a god-awful season. Well, they did win some games towards the end. But and still be able to get a top five pick out of it. Where are the Falcons going? I have the Falcons with the fourth, fourth overall pick taking Kyle Pitts tight end out of Florida. Mm. He's hands down the best player in the draft outside of um, all the quarterbacks. I think he or he is a huge mismatch nightmare. He can play out wide. He can play out wide and he can play tight end. And to me, he's he's the best best player in the draft. Pretty solid, yeah. And I know he you could trust his hands too, and uh, he's very quick for. He's almost like whatever an Ingram we wish would be from the uh, little, from the little film I saw of him. But that that's an, a big part of hitting, you know. Um, no concern going high with a tight end like that. You think it's worth it? I think so. I mean, he to me is a generational talent. You see how he he took over the college world with, you know, his playmaking ability, and so he definitely to the. The Falcons taking them. All right, all right. Solid pick, solid pick. So now we're going to go with the fifth pick, the Cincinnati Bengals. You have a returning Joe Burrow who played really well, um, but uh, obviously got hurt, but expected to come back. Where are the Bengals going with their new jerseys? Like you said, Joe Burrow being drafted number one overall last year, to me he's the face – or he is the face of, of Cincinnati and – he got hurt last year. He got hit a lot last year. And, you know, what's best for him is, you know, they need protection. And I think the with the fifth overall pick, the, the Bengals are going to take Penny Sewell, the offensive lineman out of Oregon. Um, I have him being the best best lineman in the draft. He's been a star since his freshman year, and he's just a straight stud. Um, and there's, all the scouts are saying are already predicting this man's going to be an all-pro t- tackle. So that says a lot. All right. Yeah, um, really powerful lineman out there. And, uh, you know, protected Justin Herbert before, and uh, he should be, I think uh, he can transition well into it. The sixth overall pick, the Miami Dolphins via the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, figuring out, I'm sure the Watson, if, you know, a lot of people thought Watson was going to go there again. Things are obviously going to change, but reckon they also have another pick at 18. But where do you think the Dolphins are going with their sixth pick? Well, and they, and think, they traded back for it too. So where do they do the six overall pick? I believe that the Dolphins are going to draft Jamar Chase wide receiver out of LSU. Mm. And to me is the most NFL ready. He, even though he opted out of his tw- uh, 2020, 2021 season, he ran a three, uh, four, three, 40. He led all of college football in receiving yards and touchdowns as a junior in 2019. And to me, I can see him joining Devontae Parker and Will Fuller and becoming a, a huge help with, with Tua, with Tua back at quarterback. So, yeah, uh, taking Jamar Chase. Uh, big factor here. Again, uh, a lot of people, like I said, the wide receivers are the big draw for this draft. And you say Jamar Chase will be the first one picked despite the opt-out. And, yeah, I believe he's NFL ready, as you said. Yep. 
All right. All right. Well, I'm excited to see what happens there because he is one explosive guy. What are we going with number seven? Or I should say, where are we going? Number seven, Detroit Lions. So this isn't my most confident pick, but this is I still think that they're going to draft them um, with the seventh overall pick. I have the Detroit Lions drafting Jalen Waddle at receiver out of Alabama. He is, you know, top NFL notch speed after the Lions losing Kenny Galladay in free agency last year. They have mm-hmm. someone to fill in that. Having Jared Goff at quarterback, I think, you know, Jalen Waddle is is the best fit for, for Detroit. He can – he's a great wide receiver. He's top-notch speed, just like – he's got Tyreek Hill-like speed, and he's uh, a special teams player. So he was all AC, all SEC as a return specialist and uh, all – or SEC special teams player of the year. So – I can see Jalen Waddle being drafted by the Lions. So you see him as that Tyreek Hill type of player that you do trust. I mean, Edelman's done it before Odell. You could trust he's going to be a special teams force too, as well as being on the wide He's tough as nails too. He played in the national championship with a broken ankle. So Mm. shows his toughness. Respect to that, indeed. So now we go with the Carolina Panthers, who made a lot of noise, as we mentioned, for, during this offseason. What is Carolina going to do? With the eighth overall pick, I can see the Carolina Panthers taking the first defensive player off the board in Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. He's six foot three, 245-pound run defender, with long arms, very intelligent, Ability to cover sideline to sideline, and you know he's all around one of the best players and one of the best defensive players in the draft. Um, I think you know Carolina struggled last year on defense, so to have him at, at linebacker definitely helped them a lot. And pretty solid getting the um, pretty good with getting the turnovers too. Am I right? Yeah. Oh. Very, no. yeah he's got he's got playmaking ability, so. Good track record. Yeah. Good track record. He can neutralize many today, many, you know, run schemes and, you know, he can catch the ball. So I'm sure he can catch the ball. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, shit, bro. I think uh, that's going to be someone to be excited for. And, you know, Penn State players either are incredible or big busts, but I heard good things about Parson as well. And uh, let's see what happens. Where are we going? Number nine. Denver Broncos. This this is going to be a very interesting pick. With the ninth overall pick, I have the Denver Denver Broncos picking Justin Fields, quarterback at Ohio State. Ooh, that's where you say he's Justin Fields is obviously a generational talent, and you know he's played you know best of the best talent, being one of the best players ever in college football. And I think Drew Locke isn't. No, he's shown that he really isn't the answer for Denver, and Mm -hmm. I. Draft by drafting Justin Fields could either or come in compete or you know take over the job. So you can see the Denver Broncos drafting Justin Fields. And you know, um John Elway was a big fan of Justin Fields. So Yes, and you know, he probably was the biggest name coming into this draft, one of the bigger names. And uh it is a big deal, what's it for all to see if he could prove it. Any concern with like the Ohio State curse? A lot of cube, a lot of great QBs were the best in the uh whole the best of the country and then had really bad NFL careers, whether you're Terrell Pot 
Pryor or Troy Smith or Braxton Miller or lately Dwayne Haskins, do you think Justin Fields is the different one out of this bunch? I hope so. I mean, I've been a big fan of him since he was in, I've watched him since high school or since he was in high school. So Mm. he's shown that he can, he can play at the biggest stage. He's very, he's a tough quarterback too. You know, you take, you saw that all this in the college college football playoffs this past year, you saw the shots he's taking. So Mm -hmm. he, he, he he played, or sorry, as Larry walks in, Um, you know, he, he can, he can play. I'll bring the cat, our buddy Larry back there. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. So that's where the big thing, where's Justin Fields going? You say Denver Broncos. All right. I'm excited to see there what um, unfolds. Now we have the Dallas Cowboys. What's going on in Dallas? So for me, I have, you know, I have with a 10th overall pick Dallas Cowboys taking another defensive player off the board, Patrick Certain, the second cornerback out of Alabama. No, I've mm. what I've studied, you know, all fingers are pointing at Cowboys taking him. Uh, you know, to me, he's the best best locked out. He's the best corner in the draft. He's locked down. He's racked over 70 tackles as a freshman and a sophomore. He was MVP of the Rose Bowl in two, 2019. And I think, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to draft him. Yeah, that's we all know the uh, the track record that Bam, that uh, Bama co- uh, corners and defensive backs, all Bama secondary, really. Uh, any, I mean, any of the big SEC scores secondaries are a big deal, and we know they've had departures. No more Brian Jones is on the Cowboys; he's gone. Um, so they need to obviously replace him. So it makes sense to get that in the corner position to replace him once and for all. So. One exciting thing to talk about is where the New York football giants are picking Tommy biggest giants fan. I know whether it's the wide out help they need another lineman or possibly looking into uh, getting another pass rusher. Where do you think the giants are going, Tommy? I'm very, very, very excited to see your pick here. So yeah, you know, it being, you know, for the general manager of the New York giants, Dave Gellman's third year, we've obviously learned that, he, you, anyone could be drafted with him. So <laughs> I think with me, and this is, I want to say a little biased, but this is what I have for the New York, for the New York Giants picking is Devontae Smith, wide receiver mm. at Alabama. Hands down, I think he's the best receiver in the draft. Heisman winner, national championship winner. The only thing, the only neg- negatives about him is obviously his his size and him clocking at it in as a, or what, 168 pounds as yep. a wide receiver. But you no, know, it showed that in, in the, in college football that, you know, the dude's a baller, he can play. So him giving Daniel Jones, another weapon with Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, um, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. I think he can definitely fit well in New York. So I have him, I have them taking Devontae Smith. Hey, why not? Why not? You know, especially explosive really fast, too. Um, We're still waiting that moment. We had little shades, but not there yet as Daniel Jones is the every great quarterback has that one receiver. I mean, except for Brady, because he makes all his receivers great. But again, they're in different eras as well. Um, But 
yeah, I think this could be time to make it once and for all. And uh, you said you're not concerned about the underweight. And, you know, obviously you can put weight on before camp and um, maybe you could be the opposite of DK Metcalf and just go on pure, you know, like being like like being like a Saquon just can't bring him down and stuff. So you're yeah. going with the wide receiver. And just as we're on with the Giants, do you think any help, um, though we won't address it here, but do you think in the later rounds, do you think they're going to get that pass rush help, or do you think there needs to be another lineman picked oh, as definitely. well? Um, you know, coming with Lorenzo Carter and X-Men coming back, um, I think, you know, I'm hoping those guys are going to have a big year, but definitely a pass rusher is something that we need and an offensive lineman, you know, always need with the Giants, always struggling in offensive line. So we'll see on who, who else they get. I hear that. I hear that. Well, it's going to be fun. Hella fun. Now we're going with number 12, the Eagles, who got the pick from San Francisco via Miami. What are the Eagles going to do, hopefully on their way to a winless season? So I have another another one, um, you know, from my research, all fingers pointing, is the Philadelphia Eagles at number 12, drafting J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. I think behind Trey Sermon, he's – He's the best cornerback in the draft. He's got great size with 6'1. He's 205. He's a he's a press corner and he can, you know, cover zones. Very versatile. And he's he can play in this or he can cover the slot from hash to hash. So I think overall he's he, he's a great, great pickup for for the Eagles. All right. From the University of South Carolina. And um yeah, I think with the don't forget new coach, new uh transformation but you know we just hate the eagles so hopefully they just fall and collapse but oh well oh well how do we feel now pick number lucky number 13 with the los angeles chargers where do you see them picking at number 13 so like the fifth overall pick with the with the um cincinnati picking an offensive lineman I can see the Chargers too picking the next best offensive lineman at with the 13 overall pick, taking Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman out of Northwestern. I think behind uh, Sewell, he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. Offensive lineman in the draft, and you know Justin Herbert showed that you know he's the future of of the Chargers, and they obviously need to protect him and you know keep him safe. And I think drafting offensive lineman is the best best way to go for him. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think uh, this is? Do you think this is going to be a legit year for uh, just a Herbert adding those linemen, or do you think it was a fluke? I, I believe so. No, he, he won Rookie of the Year, so he showed he's a baller. So it just comes down to him, you know, being healthy. So. All right. All right. So now we're going to go with the 14th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings. Where do you see the Vikings going? I have the Minnesota Vikings with the fourth over 14th overall pick picking Jalen Phillips, edge rusher out of Miami. And to me, the best edge rusher in the draft started at UCLA. Then he transferred to Miami, making a huge impact recording 45 tackles, eight sacks and interception this past season. And I think he, the, the Vikings definitely needed need an upgrade at um, at their defense alignment. I think he's the best or a great pick for them. So, okay, cool. And uh, also, 
you know, they, they, they could be an up and coming team, even though we have questions with cousins, I think, um, uh, you know, with especially the rise with Justice Jeffries, Jeffries and Debbie Eddie better. I think uh, the Vikings could be something legit. Next one here is an interesting one. Picking 15, we have the New England Patriots. Now, we know they probably have the most active offseason out of any of the other teams. Big Bill Belichick was really making some moves. Did They did bring back Cam Newton. And um, you said, uh, you and I, you said, um, coming into this, still trying to figure it out so we can figure it out together. I think, honestly, Tommy, they're going to pick a quarterback. Now, the ones you said available with the Justin Fields or Mac Jones probably won't be available, but um, I think they're, you know, some of the other guys that to, to look out for, you know, whether it's, um, I don't know, like some of the other available quarterbacks not being picked at that point. Um was trying to, you know, can't think of the top of my head. And uh, just some of the other ones. Kellen Maude, Davis Mills. Yeah. Okay. So whether, you know, whether you have Trey Lance in North Dakota State, if he wants to shock us. I said also Kyle Trask at Florida could be another one. Maybe Jamie Newman out of Georgia. I think the uh, Patriots are going to pick a quarterback to scare Cam Newton. And we'll see if once and for all, if he's going to be making the pick. Do you have any agreeing there? I think, um, uh, do you think there's anything special? Do you think the quarterback is going to get picked? I I think, you know, that's what everyone else is talking, pointing at is them picking a quarterback. Depends who, I, or from all the mock drafts, Trey Lance is the next, next, quarter, next best quarterback left. So it I wouldn't be surprised, but also I wouldn't expect them um, drafting Trey Lance at 15. Do you, um, uh, do you want to, did you, um, you could, without spoiling, do you have Trey Lance picked in this uh, um, at all in the first round? So why don't we go with Trey Lance for this one as the 15th overall pick from North Dakota State. And do you think this is it? You know, in general, this is the Patriots. Obviously, they saw Tom Brady literally leave the Patriots and win a whole other damn Super Bowl in the NFC. What other things do you need to get motivated for Bill Belichick? How do you feel about um, the Patriots coming in? I think, you know, they're back. It only took them a year to, you know, you saw all the – the people they've they've signed this offseason and you know Bill's obviously seems like he's mad that you know Tom went out and got his own ring. So it's gonna be very interesting watching the Patriots this year. All right. So we're going with Trey Lance, North Dakota State, as they hope they pick another Tom Brady impact type of player. Now the 16th overall pick, Arizona Cardinals getting the one of the most popular names in the NFL, whether you know you could debate if he still plays like his prime MVP days. That's for another story, but still big deal bringing in JJ Watt. Anyways, you don't know what, what can happen. So where do you think the Cardinals are going at 16? I have a, the 16th overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals drafting Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman at a UC or USC. You know, like, like Cincinnati and LA, you know, they, Kyler Murray's, their face of the franchise, so they obviously need to keep keep him protected, keep him safe. I'm like, we're expecting Kyler to do. We're expecting actually all of the Cardinals to do really well this year. You know, mm-hmm. AJ Watt, uh, signing AJ Green, 
So I think yep. what's best is for them to get a, an offensive lineman to protect, to protect Kyler Murray. I think this team really could be make a push to win the West. You know, the only other team really in their way, I think, is the Rams if they get better. But um, it could be a force to be what reckoned with the Cardinals. I mean, again, when you have DeAndre Hopkins, anything's possible, really. So Arizona Cardinals getting Elijah Vert Tucker, and uh, it's going to be fun. Las Vegas Raiders at 17. And we know Gruden is weird when it comes to his drafts. Do you think this is going to be anything different? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting pick. To me, I have the 17th overall pick, the Las Vegas Raiders drafting Christian Darisaw, office lineman at Virginia Tech. You know, they lost a key key lineman in Rodney Hudson being the leader of their offense, or leader of their lineman, or excuse me, leader of their line. They need to protect Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs. And to me, Darisaw is the next best lineman on the board. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, I think, too, you know, I'm still surprised Derek Carr still out there. Looks like they are going to give him in confidence the one more chance. And uh, you really need to help him give him as much time as possible because we have seen that Carr could at least get you the playoffs and win big games. Um, he at least could bring you to that moment. We know he got hurt in his the season with the his most potential. He got hurt. So um, we'll see what Carr could do with the new offensive lineman. Now the 18th overall pick again. Miami Dolphins secure this. Where are the Dolphins getting? Who are the Dolphins getting on their second first round pick? So this is going to be a very interesting pick. I have the 18th overall pick, the Miami Dolphins selecting Najee Harris running back out of Alabama. He's to Mm. me the best running back in the draft. He reminds me of an Adrian Peterson with how hard he runs. You know, to me, he's just a true NFL running back. He's all has all the tangibles to be to be great, and you know the, the Miami Dolphins definitely needed help on their run game. So I think Najee Harris is, is the best fit for them. Look at that! Um, hey, that's another big name, a popular name coming out. And I know a lot of people don't really like drafting high of the running back unless they're special. Obviously, Saquon Zeke as examples, and I think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised um, if that's who they're going with the Dolphins. Obviously, they are getting a winning culture. They came up short in the playoffs. Um, that's going to be a big team in the in the East this year. I mean, if it is going to be big, this season is going to make it break it once and for all. But I like what Brian Flores is doing. He's a fun coach to root for. And um, we'll see if the Dolphins can make or break with Najee Harris. Transitioning to that, the Washington football team at 19. Where do you see them going? I have the 19th overall pick, the Washington football team drafting Jeremiah Owazi Karima. His name's very <laughs> linebacker out of Notre Dame. He does his studies, athletic, his great playmaking. His he's just I, to me he's all around the best linebacker in the draft. Um, yeah, I don't really have that much to say about him, but you know. He's the best linebacker in the draft. For sure. And, you know, really made strides. I know Notre Dame had a weird season, opted out, had a hard time fighting games, but uh, I think he's a force to be reckoned with as well. And he's really good at um, 
I mean, he's just a tank. I mean, he looks like somebody who could really force fumbles and so fast. And uh, uh, Notre Dame players have a good track record uh, succeeding the, the league. The Washington, they, Washington football team, they've shown that their defense linemen, you know, are is very good. And they they brought them to they helped them brought brought them to the playoffs. So having that linebacker back there is definitely gonna be a big help. Definitely, you got to add players with Chase Young, who's being generational talent, I think, and uh, it's going to be so much fun to see. Now we're getting to pick 20, the Chicago Bears, after a very tough loss against New Orleans in the playoffs. Mitch Trubisky's gone. We pick up Andy Dalton, very different looking team. Matt Nagy, who knows if uh, they're at their wit's edge, if this is make or break for him. Where are the Chicago Bears going to pick, Tommy? So I'm not very, I'm not too confident with this pick. Um, you know, from my research, I have them getting on to, or with the 20, 20 overall pick, Chicago Bears drafting Tavon Jenkins, offensive lineman of Oklahoma State. You know, who knows who they're going to draft, but I think what they need right now is an offensive lineman to protect Andy Dalton or whoever's going to be taking snaps on the center for the, for, for the next few years. So, you know, the, the guy... He was all all Big Twelve his junior year, and he started every year since his freshman year. So mm-hmm. he can play. Cool, cool. Yeah, durability is the biggest thing, the most underrated aspect of football. If you stay on the field, you're already halfway there. So um, that's going to be interesting to see for sure. Now we have the Indianapolis Colts and the Carson Wentz era beginning. Where what are they going to do? So I have with the 21st overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts picking Quiddy Pay, edge rusher out of Michigan. I think he's one of the best edge rushers in the draft. He's a stud. Um, I don't have too many stats on him, but all I know is that you know the the Colts definitely need an, usher, an edge rusher to help them. They have divorced Buckner. They have um, Darius Leonard. So I think an edge rusher would definitely help them on defense. Make it possible. Remember, they made the playoffs with a um, aging Philip Rivers, and now if Carson Wentz, if he could really show that last year was just a fluke, or well, I mean, last few years have been a fluke, but he has potential to be an MVP, as we've seen before. Can he do it again in Indy? Tennessee Titans picking at twenty-two. What are they going to do? So yeah, I have the twenty-second overall pick, the Tennessee Titans picking. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. You know, they obviously lost, the Titans lost their number one receiver and number one tight end. And they're bringing back, or they have Ryan Tannehill coming back, but they definitely need someone to, to fill in that role of um, Davis and um, what's his name? The, the tight end they just, that just left. Mm. For, for the Titans? Yeah. You had a tight end that just left. Um, What's his name? I just signed with the with the Patriots. Uh, I know who you talk about. I'm just uh, looking into it really quick. So we're talking about the acquisition. You know, they trade. They traded. Um, oh, Janu Smith, obviously the. Uh, Janu Smith, very great at catching the ball and running. So um, you say that's where they're going to replace with Janu Smith. Yep, with John. Yep, Janu Smith. Yeah. All right. Cool. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. New York Jets 
getting another first round pick. This from the Jamal Adams trade. What are the Jets going to do? So this would be another interesting pick. I have with the 23rd overall pick, the New York Jets selecting Travis Etienne running back out of Clemson. Ooh. He and Najee Harris are two very talented running backs. I think Najee is the best in the draft, but Travis is right behind him, being Clemson's all-time rusher in every stat. And obviously the Jets, they lost uh, Levon, or they lost Bell last year and Frank Gore, an old Frank Gore. I think they definitely obviously need a running back to help them help Zach Wilson now. So have them taking Travis Etienne. Been a long time since they had a solid running back. What since like Sean Ellis uh, was the last time they had a solid um, running back. And you know, some people said they do need help with um, the corner position, but I do think if you're going to get another fast uh, in this Rob Solis starting from scratch team. That's a very good pick um, worth taking. And you still you have a lot of picks. Remember, they have a lot of picks. And you can um, see if you find your corner there, you know? Definitely. The Steelers. Where are the Steelers going? As Mike Tomlin preparing to uh, get another extension, where do you think the Steelers are going? So, honestly, all right now, I don't have them. I don't have anyone picking left. There's one of the – there's just going to be one of the teams that I'm just going to wait to see. Mm-hmm. Honestly, don't know which. You know, they have obviously one more left, one more year left with Big Ben, but they lost a running back in, in James Conner. But they're they're going to need a running back. But I I really don't know who they're going to pick this year. Yeah, well, I think they do need some help with the line. Remember, also James Conner is gone as well. Um, I think you know. Why don't we put here? Do you have any chance, uh, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State? Yeah, he can be a possibility. Yeah, I think Tevin Jenkins here, you know, here on some of the research I found from this ESPN Plus article, he's popular. If he's not picked already, why don't we put him as uh, that big offensive help, too? And remember, Pouncey's gone. He retired. So that's a right. big miss as well. So why don't we go with uh, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State? And now we go back to the Jacksonville Jaguars again. Where do you think the Jaguars are going to help? Um, so where do you think they're going to get some help? I should say. I I have them with a 25th overall pick, drafting an old lineman in Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. Obviously, they're they're in a rebuilding stage. Gardner Minshew and that team wasn't really wasn't really the answer, but uh, you know, having draft Trevor Lawrence, they're going to need him to be protected, and I think. Um, Jalen Mayfield is the next next guy up for them. Hmm. Can never have too much solid pat, um, offensive line. So uh, that's a good pick right there. So where are we going now with the Browns, who also made a lot of moves this offseason, made a good fight against the Chiefs in the divisional round without Odell Beckham, and you do have Odell coming back, so that could be a huge factor coming into this. Where do you think the Browns are going at 26? So, you know, with my research – I have them drafting of uh, the 26 overall pick drafting Trevon Moore safety at a tel- or TCU. You know, there's not that much, you know, the, there's not that much of the Browns that they need, but I, I do do see them taking someone at the secondary. And I think um, Trevon Moorig is the next guy out for them. Moorig. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, 
already they really amped up their defense. Why might as well get that final rookie that could be a star here, you know. Luckily, they really haven't had that much, you know, they here and there with their, you know, they did get another safety this year of flowers and they can add one more. Why not have that as that big um front for their secondary and uh, make other strides? Do you think the Browns do you think that they can make I, there's a good chance they could finally go over the hump and uh, win this conference championship for the AFC. I mean, they they went they went down to the wire with the Chiefs in in the divisional round. I mean, why not this year? They had they didn't have Odell, so they're a hungry yeah. team. They just signed um, Jadavion Clowney, and I think yeah, be a really big team this year. Big moves made, big moves made. Now we're going with number 27, Baltimore Ravens. Where do you see the Ravens going on their first uh their first pick in the second uh, in the first round? So no after them losing Orlando Brown, I do see them taking an offensive lineman with the twenty with the twenty-seventh overall pick taking Dylan Radu's uh Radu's offensive lineman out of North North Dakota. Obviously, Lamar is going to need someone to step up, losing Orlando Brown, and I can just see them picking an offensive lineman and Dylan Radu's his next next best best lineman on the board for them. Yes, yes, I think that's a really solid move. And then we focus on the Saints. You know, no first season without Drew Brees. Gonna, you know, debating if it is going to be seems like it's going to be Taysom Hill or you know maybe. Um, I can't. I'm blanking on uh, on Jameis Winston's. Uh, if Jameis Winston is gonna get the job, where do you think the Saints are going? I don't know. It's gonna. They're definitely gonna be a team to watch. Um, you know, losing Drew Brees, the face of the face of their team. I think their offense is gonna be all right with bringing back Michael Thomas. Taysom Hill is still gonna be there. Jameis Winston is gonna be there. So we'll see. Having Alvin Kamara and and um, what's his name Murray, I think their their offense will be fine. But to me, I I have them taking Greg Rosu, edge rusher out of Miami. All right, yes, that's a big that's a big pick for the edge rush. You get one more. Um, you go, you you add somewhat. You know, they do need. They can always use that second pass rush with um, what's his name. Um, uh, Cameron, um, yeah. Cameron Jordan. Yep, Cameron Jordan. You get that guy now. Put him on the left side. That can help. Also, don't forget they lose Kwan Alexander from the uh, salary cut. They can maybe also go for a line linebacker too. I think those are two solid pitch on the defensive side of the ball. Now the Green Bay Packers are next. And one thing I should just mention here as well that I forgot to mention in the Patriots pick, there is that rumor, and if it's true, of that leaked photo saying that Jordan Love is getting traded to the Patriots. Um, and maybe this affects their draft order as well. But assuming that is just the case, not the case at all, even though it seems like it would make sense after Rodgers' MVP year, where do you think the Packers are going falling really short in that NFC championship against the Buccaneers? In this one, I can I have two two positions that I can see them drafting. A cornerback, I can see them drafting Asante Samuel at a cornerback out of Florida State, or I can see them drafting a receiver, helping take off, you know, the ease of Devontae, Devontae um Adams. So 
I have them at at the moment taking Asante Samuel, cornerback out of Florida State. Mm. His name uh, struggled in the NFC Championship last year, so yeah, having well, I mean they do have uh, Jair Alexander, but I think a, a cornerback number two would be a great pickup for them. We saw them getting really burned by Brady towards the end, and uh, we know what happened. So any way to help that get the help on the defense side of the ball and finally go over the hump two straight seasons, making the NFC championship, maybe third time is a charm. Now we're going with the Buffalo bills, the bills, a team that a lot of people fell in love with Josh Allen's bills, making a big push, but getting their ass kicked in the AFC championship. But with that in mind, and we see that pick of Stephon Diggs looking on the sidelines as they were celebrating, who is going to be that player to help them push through once and for all? No, there's, you know, I think the Buffalo Bills are, you know, one or two pieces away from being a, a Super, Bowl, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl contending team. But I have them at the moment taking Javante Williams running back at a UNC. You know, Zach or Josh Allen, you know, he, he did a lot of the running last year for, for their offense. You know, I obviously Dev, they have Devin Singletary. He's a great running back, but you know, you he was hurt a lot of last year. So to have a, another solid running back with them, you know, I can see them helping helping out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they if they could get that extra special running back that can turn into a star if he's on his way to be a pro bowl. There's no question that the bills can make a deep run and finally make their first super bowl since the nineties, since 93 and uh, haven't made it since they made four in a row in the nineties, in the early nineties. So this could be the time once and for all for the bills and getting that solid running back. That would be a huge step in the right direction. And so for our final two picks that we'll pick together here, we have the Baltimore Ravens, who, as we mentioned, just got that pick from the Chiefs uh, earlier last week. They're picking number 31. The UF first said that the Bills, that the sorry, the Ravens will go to get a lineman uh, in Dylan Rodos in from North Dakota State. So Lamar Jackson, I think, Tommy, this is going to be big in the wide receiver realm. I think they should go for that. Remember at first we thought Marquise Hollywood Brown was going to be that special um, wide receiver moment for him, the big wide receiver to help him over the hut. But he had a huge drop off last year and he did not do well. I think the Baltimore Ravens should go for a wide receiver. And I'm interested in seeing them get a Terrence Marshall, the third from LSU. You haven't said his name yet, right? No. No. So I think Dak is brought up here on some of my shares, and Rashad Bateman from Minnesota is interesting too. But I think we'll go with Terrence Marshall Jr. As we know, LSU's rich history of wide receivers, you know, obviously, as we talked about, your Jalen, you know, whether it's your uh, Odell Beckham Jr. or, you know, you have Jarvis other Landry. Jarvis Landry. I think that's someone to put in the last sphere and he's going to get the big win once and for all. What do you think, Tommy? Do you think a wide receiver is the key for Lamar Jackson? I do. You know, his receivers last year couldn't help a lot. So I, I do see them picking someone like a Marshall or the other guy you said, I forgot his name, but. Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Right. I can definitely see them taking a receiver as well. 
Yeah, and then last but not least, we'll pick this one together as well. The 32nd overall pick, the Mr. Irrelevant Award. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a very unique situation where they had <laughs> where they go and um where they go and uh bring every single one of their starters back all 22 starters on both sides of the ball so this is going to be really funny and unique because they you know are obviously all coming back and they were the healthiest team in the nfl last year they barely got hurt except vita Vey, and he made it just in time for the super bowl basically what we're where we're picking is uh i think they need to get depth whether it's the offensive or defensive side and um I think just a little more tad on the defensive side because obviously defensive wins championships. And looking back, and a uh, name that could be interesting here, maybe a Joseph, uh, a Joseph Sai from Texas could be uh, a great addition. You know, he got 25 sacks, you know, sorry, 25 tackles last year, five sacks in a resurging uh University of Texas team playing the linebacker. I think he is going to be Mr. Irrelevant, but he's going to be important in depth for the, um, you know, for the uh, Buccaneers, you know, just in case something happens with like Levant, uh, Lamont David or something. Um, sorry, Levante, 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 sorry, Levante David. I think defensive depth is important, and I think might as well get another linebacker in there, Joseph Sai. Uh, what do you say, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, it kind of really is a Mr. Relevant pick having literally all 22 starters coming back. Honestly, I think it's one of those picks on whoever they draft is whoever they draft. It doesn't really not it doesn't really matter, but they don't have they don't you know. I guess they need depth for, for some positions, but you know, the the Buccaneers with their team right now it looks like they don't need a draft pick, but. It, it will it'll be interesting to see what they pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might you might as well make it happen once and for all. And uh, yeah, I mean the team's confident to come back. Obviously, they made such a historic run. Why not do it just one last time? And um, that's where we're at. So yeah, Tommy, we got through all thirty-two picks of the mock draft again. Check out our Instagram page, ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com to see the entire mock draft that Tommy put together mostly. And, you know, I just threw a little suggestions here, but mostly Tommy just to show his expertise in this. Thank you so much, Tommy, for taking the time to show this and do this for us as well. Uh, do you have any other questions? Do you have any other than thoughts coming into the big NFL draft tonight? No, it's going to be a good one. I'm really excited to watch it. And thank you for having me another another episode, having me on, on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you're a Hall of Favorite, Tommy. One of the best guests I got. I love you very much. And we're all always glad to talk about football. Um, and now we'll start your journey to get to this draft once and for all to uh, Wagner College, which we're excited for. Any big thoughts there? You just uh, coming into training camp um, in July? I'm just excited. Yeah, I'm very blessed to be there and I'm just excited. Can't wait to can't wait to get to work. I love it, Tommy. I love it. And I'm very proud of you, Tommy. Thank you, man. All right. Well, that's it, folks. NFL draft tonight. ESPN NFL draft covering it uh at 8 p.m. 
Actually, I believe it's the first round is going to be on ABC as well. So let's see how accurate we are. Let's see how dope of a drafter Tommy is. Next, Mel Kuyper with how talented he is in there. And um, like I said, Tommy, very proud of you. Thank you for coming on. And we'll definitely be talking some more during the NFL season, which we can't wait. And, of course, your season with college football. So uh, Division One athlete right here. Division one quarterback that we're lucky to have. So thank you so much, Tommy. I love you. And I'll see you really soon. Thank you, Matt. And also, I love you too. Last but not least, where can we follow you on Instagram? Uh, You can follow me at uh, tbrown underscore underscore 300. All right. Make sure you check out Tommy, uh, all the great things Tommy is doing there. All right, Tommy, I'll see you soon. Oh, (laughs) thank you, Matt. Tommy Brown showing us once again why he is a bright young man with great football knowledge and a great football IQ. Thank you so much, Tommy, for an incredible appearance. Thank you for awesome research, and thank you for being thorough and the great young man you are. Great job, Tommy, on your coverage of the NFL Draft. We will be back here on Monday when it's May. It's going to be May, and the first Monday in May, May 3rd, and we have a lot to look forward to. This week, our productive conversations were involved with current events with the Oscars and then the NFL Draft. And we will be back on Monday with productive conversations with new guests as well as a returning guest. This Monday, we have rapper Oda Mars on the show with Joe Yank is coming back on the Productive Conversations podcast. We're going to get to know them a little more, get to know Joe more, and get to introduce ourselves to Aouda Mars, who was an awesome guest, by the way. Very funny, a very dope interview about music, life, and great vibes. And yes, I know I mentioned last week that we were going to cover the Kentucky Derby, but life got in the way where we had a lot of meetings regarding various things. We had Tons of different meetings over the week, and I just had time to really focus on the draft and the Oscars, so I really didn't have enough time to thoroughly research and do coverage on the Kentucky Derby, but that doesn't mean I will not be watching this Saturday. I'm going to go with my pick as of this moment. The Breeders' Cup juvenile winner, and he is an undefeated horse. The 2-1 to favorite It's going to be... Brad Cox's Essential Quality. Brad Cox, the famous trainer, looks like Essential Quality. He is apparently just so thorough. He's very fast out of the gate. He's going to be in the 14th position at Churchill Downs this Saturday. And that's who I'm going to go with. Two to one favorite. Undefeated horse. Very rare to have undefeated horses um, race in the Kentucky Derby. And why not? That's going to be my special pick, and we're going to pay attention to him deeply. Hopefully he wins, and then he will go race in the Preakness, and then hopefully down in Belmont. Maybe we could see another Triple Crown winner. It'd be our third one in five years, so we definitely want to check him out. So it's going to be a good Kentucky Derby. I am very excited. It is going to be the first Saturday in May, as always, and a nice proof that things are getting back to normal as we are going to watch the beautiful horses run on Churchill Downs for the 147th Kentucky Derby. So, yep. Monday, Out of Mars and Joe Yankis. Then Thursday, Ali Youssef, my great friend from college, is on. 
big week ahead. Just want to thank again Tommy Brown for incredible, absolutely incredible coverage of the NFL draft. If you want to check out the full mock draft that me and Tommy came up with, go check out our Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast or check out our website on our episode page for the 2021 NFL draft preview. You'll be able to see the mock draft from there. So check it out. NFL draft tonight. 8 p.m. on ESPN, as well as coverage on NFL Network. And it's going to be fun, and it's going to be special, and it is going to be a great time. And I just want to thank you one last time, the greatest listeners and fans in the world, the greatest audience of the Productive Conversations podcast. You all mean so much to me. I love you all. You're dear to my heart, and you make this show possible. We can't do the show without you and the incredible guests of the Productive Conversations podcast. But... Special shout out to you, the audience, the greatest audience in the world for giving us an amazing purpose. All right. Have a great weekend. Do the right thing. Shoot your shots. Make big moves. And you know I'm proud of you. All right. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I will see you all very, very soon. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace.